Look, I know you've already achieved unheard of levels of success as an entrepreneur. So the real question is, while the world is radically shifting, how do we not get caught up in the chaos, but instead access our untapped capacity? You know what I'm talking about. I'm Katie Richardson, business coach to superstar entrepreneurs and host of What's Working Now. I'm here to show you how to unlock and magnify your untapped potential so that we can create the dream live with purpose, and do what we are born to do. On this podcast, we are asking a different set of questions. Be present, be curious, be right now. Let's go. Hit that subscribe button and go to whatsworkingnow.com, drop in your email, join the wait list so you never miss an episode of What's Working Now. And I'll see you on the inside. Hello, welcome to What's Working Now. I am Katie Richardson, and we have a special conversation today. Why? Because I'm going to show you the key elements that you need for hosting a podcast, for maybe creating a show. These same principles are relevant in your coaching, in enrolling some of the highest clients you've ever been able to enroll. These are principles that I have utilized in my own podcast. They're things that I am currently sharing with clients who are doing similar things. I've shared some of these principles with a client who's trying to land his biggest customer. And today you're going to learn these secrets and they're not what you expect. These are things that I have discovered out of my own personal journey. And it's really been incredible to deconstruct my own process and really identify what are those key elements. And there are things that I have learned from uber successful YouTubers and entrepreneurs and things that have consistently worked for me. So today we're going to talk about these key elements to creating engagement, creating your biggest clients and customers, and really taking people on an incredible journey. So for reference, this was a question that one of my clients reached out to me and said, and they are putting together a TV show. And in this TV show, they are looking for what are kind of the consistent themes and ways in which I can create tremendous engagement, a huge following, great interest in the subject matter. And so the first thing that I shared with my client was this process of the 80-20 principle and specifically how it applies to your preparation for an episode or a conversation. And it's this, it's something I actually learned as I was the Bible instructor in my church congregation. And it was interesting because it was a really busy time for me when they asked me to be this instructor. And I I remember looking at the congregation being like, you got all these people who have so much time on their hands. Why do you want me to be the instructor? And I really felt like I just didn't have time. Uh, our, Our business was growing and huge and international. I I literally just had my fourth child and I really didn't feel like I had a lot of extra time to prepare a lesson. And so I would squeeze it in wherever I could. And a lot of times I only got like an hour or 90 minutes to prepare. And my husband would always ask me, how's it going? Do you feel prepared for your lesson? And I would frustrate, I would be frustrated. Like, no, I don't feel prepared. And I would go in and we would have the most amazing lesson. And then afterwards he would ask me, and he was in a different class. He would ask me afterwards, how did it go? And I, I, like, I was in shock. I'm like, it went incredible. And I would get really good feedback from people. And then there was this one time before the lesson, he asked me, how do you feel about it? Like, do you feel prepared? And I was like, yes, today is the day I am prepared. I got this thing down hundred percent. 
And I walked into that lesson and it didn't land. It fell flat and it wasn't interesting. It wasn't exciting. And I, it was later as I was looking back on the contrast between the two and I was like, oh, wow. When I was prepared hundred percent, I didn't have any curiosity. There was no searching or discovery in that lesson. And honestly, I didn't even have room for God in that lesson because Katie's got it all figured out. And so I started to learn the importance of leaving room for God in my lessons, in my coaching, even in my podcast interviews. And so, yes, we need to be prepared. And part of your preparation is who you are and how you live your life and do your homework, know who you're talking to, know their background, know the topics that they're really great at. And, and leave room so that you can show up open in the conversation. When I was 100%, I wasn't open. I had it all figured out. I knew exactly where we needed to go. It wasn't open and there wasn't any curiosity. The same is true if you are having a conversation about somebody who might potentially become a significant client for you. Yes, you are an expert. Yes, you know marketing. Yes, you know building websites. Yes, you know finances, whatever your area of expertise is, but you have to show up in that conversation curious because if you show up and say, oh, I know exactly what's going on in your organization and here's how I'm going to fix and solve everything. You don't know what's actually going on. And that lack of curiosity didn't have you asking the right questions in the conversation. And so if you're trying to land a big contract, you need to be asking them a ton of questions. You actually need to walk in there believing they have the answers. This is true for my coaching practice. When I am on the phone with a CEO who's got all kinds of chaos swirling around them, yes, I have incredible experience and principles and understanding. And yet I believe that the answers are inside of them. And so it's about really asking the right questions. And when I'm in that place of believing that they have the answers, the really cool thing that happens is I naturally show up curious and we're able to discover that answer together. And I'm able to help pull it out of them, not by force, not because I'm Katie and I know everything. It really happens naturally. So staying in that place of curiosity, leaving room for God, coming into the room, yes, prepared, but leaving that 20% so that you are open and you're curious and you're able to engage in a real conversation. Okay. So that's the first thing. The second is, this is very specific to podcasting, marketing, creating newsletters, email sequences, um, YouTube videos, is how can you facilitate really good storytelling? As human beings, we are wired for stories. It's how we store information. It's how we make sense of the world is through stories. And so if you can... If you show up and just start regurgitating a bunch of facts and information, it's not interesting. It doesn't land. It's certainly not going to go viral. And yet, if you understand how to share information in the form of a story, that sticks. So much of my coaching is storytelling. We are identifying the story that they're telling themselves and how that is showing up with the way they're interacting with their team and deconstructing that maintaining the things that are working and that are beneficial and identifying the things that are getting in the way and recreating that story in a way where it helps and serves them, keeps them in alignment, and it helps them powerfully lead their team. 
when it comes to a podcast or Instagram stories, for example, how can you facilitate a story? How I do this on my podcast, maybe you've noticed this. I ask a really intentional question in the beginning. And it's interesting because I don't know that I was asking this question in the very beginning episodes of my show, but I started to notice how every time I was getting on an interview with somebody, I was so excited because I knew that that individual had a very unique perspective and that there was something for me to learn in that unique perspective that they have, right? And so I wanted to know where that perspective came from and how it was shaped and what was that experience. And so I know the power of storytelling and I want to see this unique perspective. So the question that I ask in the very beginning of my podcast is tell us the story of an experience that has radically formed and shaped how you view the world today. It's funny because like, like I said, that, that, that question just kind of evolved and it's because I wanted to see their unique perspective and I wanted a story and I wanted to really engage people, especially in the beginning of a podcast episode. How can I really engage them in a story in a way that it has them sticking around and wanting to learn more? So making sure that you're not just regurgitating information and you're not just extracting information, that you are engaging your clients and customers through a story. Same is true as I was across the table from Target negotiating the next season of products that would be going on their store shelves. I would always make sure, first of all, to get to know who they were, what was going on in their life. And it's interesting. Retail buyers are the most stoic people you'll ever meet. They're not nice. They're not friendly. Um, there's a reason they kind of keep a distance. They, the retail industry keeps their buyers, they rotate them quite frequently. And so it's always this new face and you're having to develop a relationship. And what I've, what I've always learned is that person across the table, he's a father, he's a husband, he's seeking a relationship with God. And so like, I know that if I can meet him there first, then we instantly start to have this connection and then we have something to build on. And so as you are talking to potential clients and customers, any little things where you can start to find their humanity. And I really feel like this has been the key to my success, specifically when it comes to sales, because at the end of the day, it really wasn't about sales to me. It was about knowing and identifying somebody and their quote problems, right? What are the issues that they're running into? And I just, I love helping people. And I happen to be an exceptional problem solver. And so if I can ask them a few questions to start to identify what are the obstacles or frustrations in their life, and then as a problem solver, it becomes very natural to start to solve their problems through my products or my services. So how can you really go deeper and go beyond the surface conversation. I want to go a little bit deeper on that because that was the next point I wanted to say, which was go deeper. As you're engaging with people, whether it's negotiating a contract or a project that you're potentially working on together or interviewing somebody on a podcast, you know, people will start talking and they'll they'll be regurgitating something they've probably said a lot of times and they're moving fast and they're very surface. And as somebody's talking, and sharing that story or that frustration, I will notice within myself, whether it's in my head or my heart or just somewhere in my body, I'll feel like this 
desire to, to know more, but they're moving fast, right? And they're telling their story. And so what I've had to learn to do is like pause them and say, oh, this is incredible. Hold on a second. I have a question. And rather than them staying surface, I ask a question that allows us to go deeper. Tell me more about that. Like, was that intimidating for you? Were you afraid that you might lose your business partner by expressing that? And taking a moment to go deeper. And this is where you start to enter new territory. And this is something that can really separate you from your competition. I was just interviewing somebody on the podcast. It was an amazing conversation, by the way, William Harris. He's a marketer. And yet before he goes into marketing and marketing strategy, he really gets to know his client, what their long-term goals and objectives are within the company, both financially and personally, because that's what he needs to know so that he can then design their marketing strategy to hit their specific goals. And everybody has their own unique goals and objectives. And so if you can identify somebody's unique goals and objectives, not just those surface ones, like go a little bit deeper. Maybe maybe they're struggling to be present with their spouse and kids at dinner. And if if you can help to identify that and make a connection between your products and services and how it it ensures that they'll be home by five o'clock and be able to be present at dinner and not have to worry because we've got you. That's huge. And at the end of the day, people are making decisions emotionally. It has to line up logically, but the reason they will move forward with you and not somebody else is because there's an emotional reason. So can you go deeper and connect with that emotion? And what's cool is this is something that I was doing really early on in my business. And again, I, I just... I didn't know that that is, was like a, a quote strategy or effective. I didn't know that. It just, it just is where I wanted to be. I didn't want to be in the frivolous surface, meaningless conversations. Like I really wanted to know my customers and what mattered to them and why that mattered to them so that I could really help them fulfill their mission and their purpose. So are you willing to go deeper and ask maybe the difficult questions that maybe nobody else has ever asked them. What's interesting is as you go deeper, you're in territory that might be really new for them and you need to allow them time to think. So don't try and jump in and give them the answers. Don't take away the tension that can happen when there's silence. They need that tension. They need that silence and and let it be quiet for a moment and let them think because what they're going to say on the other side of that is really important information. So be willing to go deeper and help your client, potential customer explore an emotional reason why this matters to them. I mean, that is huge right there, right there. So as you do that and, and you're following this 80-20 principle, you are exploring alongside them. And it's, it's a really cool and exciting moment, okay? Uh, next thing that I wanted to bring up. Oh, so on my podcast, I do want to have some like theme of consistency because I start with that same first question and I use that as kind of a springboard into the rest of the conversation. And honestly, I don't know where it's going to go. I do take notes and I have a bio on the individual. So I know their areas of expertise. I know some areas of their experience that I would be interested in talking more about. I even ask them ahead of time, is there a specific area of your business or a specific product or service that you'd really like to focus on today that you're actively promoting right now. 
And, um, but beyond that, I'm not trying to make the conversation go in any one direction. And so we're really exploring. And then at the end, if we have time, I do have three questions that I like to ask people in more of a rapid fire format. So I, I thank them. I tell them it's been an incredible conversation. And I say, do you have a couple more minutes for some rapid fire questions? And they're always excited about it. They're like, yeah, absolutely. And and by the way, just for behind the scenes, they they know the first question and these last three questions ahead of time. And um, so they can prepare if they want to. And so the rapid fire questions are, what is something that you do consistently every day? And I ask that question in, in that way, very intentionally. What I'm trying to uncover is their habits. I believe in the power of habits. And how much they can help us get what it is that we want. And yet I don't ask them, what are some of your habits? Like what's one of your habits? Nobody's, uh, I don't know. (laughs) Like in a lot of ways, we're not necessarily aware of our habits. So I've engineered that question to have them instantly see an answer. So what's something you do consistently every day in your life? And it's really cool to see the range of answers that I get there. The second question is I want to take them to a critical moment in their life where somebody shared some wisdom, advice that has really helped them in their life. And it's a moment for them to share that with the audience. And so I really think there's some really good punchy sayings and phrases and advice. And so it's a moment to kind of extract those sayings and to learn from not just the person I'm interviewing, but to learn from the people in their world, right? So what's some of that advice that you've received? And then the last one is, what's a book that you frequently revisit? And again, I've designed that question very intentionally. I think I've read a lot of amazing books, but there's kind of this core set of books that I keep on my nightstand. I keep with me. When we moved to Puerto Rico, those are the ones I brought. And so I'm really curious to see what are those books that have a a strong lasting staying power and something that you frequently revisit for my guest because I want to learn from them and I want to who are the experts that they're listening to seeking advice from and so it's a chance to kind of see that and to share it with everybody and the last piece that I want to share with you I did an incredible podcast interview with my friend, Jeremy Johnston. He is a YouTuber. He has been doing a family vlog for eight years. And one of the questions that I asked him on the show was, what's working now? (laughs) Like you've been in this industry for eight years. That is also a question I ask quite frequently. He's been in the industry for eight years and YouTube has evolved a lot in eight years. And so I asked him to kind of look over those eight years and what consistently is is something that works on YouTube as the algorithms shift and change. And it didn't take him long to answer this. And he he said, when you can capture and share a true emotion with your audience, you create a strong connection and bond with them. And it's real. And so whether that's laughter, excitement, or even fear and disgust, when you can capture that emotion and you make that emotional connection with your audience, then they, they continue to follow you. They become interested in your story and they want to be a part of your world. 
And so it was just, it was so interesting when he shared that with me because I have been recording a lot of videos and consistent. It was just like, oh yeah, duh. Like (laughs) that, that works very well in my coaching. It works very well. And even talking to somebody who's just struggling and I don't know whether or not they might be a good fit or if I'm going to extend an an offer to work with me, but like, if I can help them find that emotion, uh, we're able to kind of get at the core of things. And so same is true as if you're trying to get a new client or customer and you're in that enrollment process, if you can help them connect to the goals and targets they're telling you they want, if you can help them connect to it emotionally, hello, it becomes a must for them. And you can even ask that question, like, where's this at on a scale of one to 10? Like, is it a nice to have, or is this a must? And and if they've made that emotional connection, they're like, no, this is a must. Like this has to happen. And I need this. And if you can be the one to help them get there, it becomes very easy for them to say yes to any sort of an offer that you put out there. And, and money, by the way, money and the investment required, it becomes a non-issue at that point when you help them make that emotional connection. And you can even ask them, like, what's that worth to you? Once they've identified what they want and why that matters to them, and you can ask them, what's that worth to you? Very frequently, they will say, that's priceless. Like, I want that more than anything, and I'm willing to pay anything. And again, if you're if you're truly the person who can get them there, then you can charge what you're worth. And you'll be on an incredible journey with somebody, helping them create a life that is meaningful to them and therefore meaningful to you. So these are some of the key principles that I've utilized in my podcast, in my coaching. Um, I have taught them to clients who have then utilized them in their own businesses. And you can take them and specifically apply them to a podcast, a live show that maybe you're streaming. You can utilize them in your Instagram stories. And I want to invite you to take a second to think, you know, which one of these is my greatest opportunity? Because you know, trying to take all of these and apply them all at once. That's not how I did it. And I mean, have you ever had a moment in your life where it's usually at the end of the year and New Year's happens and you're like, I'm going to change everything. And you have this list of like 13 things that you're like, this is my year and I'm going to change all of these 13 things. And then six weeks later, you're like, and done. And it's because trying to change 13 things, even trying to change five things all at once, it's just too much. So I would say pick one of these things that you can start to put into practice and implement. Pick that one, start practicing it, utilizing it for two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, and then come back, listen again, and find another one. And that's how you can start to grow and develop your show, your practice, increase the quality of clients that you're enrolling, and ultimately live the life that you feel called to live. So I'm super honored to be in this journey with you. I'm really grateful that I get to share my life's experiences, share other people's life's experiences, and to be a host and an interviewer who really is curious and asking those questions. And so just wanted to take a second and just say thank you for being a listener. And if you're listening, I would love to hear from you. Leave a review. I get a lot of great rates, which is awesome and amazing. You can give a rate really fast. And it's just like clicking the number of stars that you want to rate it. I also love getting reviews. So if you're a listener, maybe this is the first time you've listened. Maybe you've listened to 27 episodes. I don't know. 
I would really, it would mean a lot to me and to my team. If you could take a moment and leave a review and, um, you know, I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM and Instagram. It's interesting podcasting. It's like, I'm just sitting here in my house in Puerto Rico. I'm actually looking out the window and I could see the ocean. It's incredible. And you guys don't know this. My assistant is even on here right now with me. That's another thing that I do. I should share that, Andrea. (laughs) Because me talking to myself, I just couldn't do it. It was not interesting to me. It was not engaging. I like people. I like talking to people. And so when I was trying to record solo episodes and it was just me talking to me, it was not, it wasn't, was not giving me life. And so Andrea, why don't you say hi? (laughs) So I, I, Andrea, I think came up with it and she was like, Hey, what if I hopped on with you? And it's, it's amazing. Do you want to say something? Yeah, I have seen a huge difference between Katie's episodes where she's by herself versus with another human. And I think it's because Katie is so good connecting with humans that this just brings a live element. Even though it's not live when you listeners hear it, it feels mm-hmm. live now and we feel more connected to you as listeners. Yeah. And and I've just consistently seen this when I am talking to another person. Like that emotional connection happens naturally. And when I am talking to a camera and talking to myself, it's like, where did Katie go? And so this is a, something that I've done. And whether it's recording trainings, I'll have Andrea show up, whether it's a podcast, it's just really helpful for me to talk to another human. And she sits here on mute and like gives me thumbs up and nods her head and, and engages with me in that way. So I don't just feel like I'm talking to outer space. <laughs> So that's another trick. That's awesome. Um, Love to hear from you. Thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next episode. See you guys. Bye. Hey, what's working now, listeners? What if you could turn your vision into reality? It turns out it's not that complicated. And the secret is revealed in my incredible guidebook, Be The One, how to plan and execute your unique vision. It features my custom GPS method to ensure you get there fast. With this guidebook, you'll create a clear vision, a plan, and a path for getting there fast. Now you'll finally know where to focus and if you're on the right path. You can get your copy today for less than the cost of a Chipotle dinner. So if you're an entrepreneur and integrity matters to you, faith and family matter now, not later, and you feel called to make big contributions to the world, go to now.katierichardson.com forward slash guidebook and get started living your purpose today.